again, I don't know if anyone else is. Uh, the, I don't know, the bandwidth seems a little slow or a little weird, but I do know that obviously there's some inclement weather in different areas. We are actually under cloudy skies right now. We had the rain, I'm assuming, from this latest storm, which is actually going more west of us, way west of us. So we got some residual rains and whatnot earlier until it'll gray out. But I'm going to try to get some pickleball in. But good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday. And you know, with us, that means Triumph Tuesday. We're going to talk about little little stepping stones of what to triumph over. But good morning, everyone. It's Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nonnie Boss. As I said, live from a loud, cloudy, kind of gloomy day, but not going to stop my happiness. With two... This does. Good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. <laughs> triumph Tuesday and how do you triumph when like for instance you know we had an issue with I had an issue with zoom yesterday actually two times um you know the different little things that pop up during the day right that happen that may like throw us you know off the beaten path for a moment and the <laughs> the other thing that comes into that as always is mindset so I'm just gonna start off by asking kind of a general question. Do you, does our audience have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? And do you know the difference between the two? That is a awesome, awesome question. And it brings me to, uh, you know, a very, very important person to this world that is no longer here, uh, which was Steve Jobs. And, you know, where, where somebody came from a very much growth mindset in all aspects of his life. And when he, you know, finally realized, obviously was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, you know, his reflection of the outlook of money, time, growth, where you're growing, where you're not growing, what seeds you're sowing, which ones you should be sowing, really came into light. And, you know, I often wonder, so many times you see with very uh, influential people, whether they're influential in the corporate world, whether it's a talent, you know, a singer like Michael Jackson or Whitney Houston, Prince, uh, you know, we can go through the whole list of gamut, Princess Diana, so many people that had so much influence in our life in our not only in our lives personally but in our lives as a whole and the influence within you know an industry or with motivation really showing you how kind of the stepping stones of the different triumphs they had to go through to get that growth to get that win but when Steve Jobs kind of reflects on that towards the end of his life, because he's knowing that he's going to succumb to this pancreatic cancer, his reflection uh, might surprise you. So with that in mind, with the growth, I wanted to share with you a little bit. Um, kind of his last words, and I, you know, kind of put this together because they just, you know, they the, you know, it's so funny because you don't think of someone in his position to reflect this way. And I think it's a, a lesson for triumphing over, but growth and where is your mindset? Is it, you know, busy being, you know, like you said, is it growing in one direction or are you, you know, consumed with something? Just so much to it. So uh, he says, at this moment, lying on the bed, sick and remembering all my life, 
I realize that all my recognition and wealth that I have is meaningless in the face of imminent death. I mean, how profound is that? You can hire someone to drive a car for you, make money for you, but you cannot rent someone to carry the disease for you. I mean, that, that, that first paragraph is just so impactful. As we get older, and we actually, the two of us actually talk about this, the reflections of as you age, you look at life differently because you have those experiences. So as I'll continue, he says, as we get older, we are smarter and we slowly realize that the watch is worth $30 or $300, both of which show the same time. Whether we drive a car worth $150,000 or a car worth $2,000, the road and the distance are the same. We reach the same destination. If we drink a bottle worth $300 or wine worth $10, we're still drunk. Not for everyone, but for a lot of people, yeah, if they're going to drink a whole bottle of wine, they're going to feel that. And then he says five undeniable facts. Do not educate your children to be rich. Educate them to be happy. So when they grow up, they will know the value of things, not the price. Eat your food as medicine. And we talk about this all the time that, you know, we're always talking about gut health. So eat your food as medicine. Otherwise, you will need to eat your medicine as food. Whoever loves you will never leave you. Even if he or she has a hundred reasons to give up, they will always find one reason to hold on. And I thought that was key piece correlating it to a visit yesterday. We were going through some old paperwork and a story. Michael, our, my, our son, Michael, is an excellent, excellent writer. And I didn't realize, you know, I saved a lot of his writing papers from, you know, 30 years ago, 28 years ago, 19 years ago. And one of them uh, incidentally was talking about the the sacrament of marriage or whatever and his reflection at that age and he and he wrote it so well um and then when i had read this statement by steve jobs and i kind of said that to him and he says yeah i mean that makes all the sense of the world you, you know you can have a hundred reasons why to give up but if you got one you still hold on uh, there's a big difference between being human and human being if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go far, go together. And, you know, those are reflections from a man on his dying bed who had worked his butt off, uh, had an excellent, excellent worth ethic. And even to the moments of that impending realization that, you know, this, this disease was going to succumb him. I mean, he was still talking right up to the end. And the reflections of what someone that worked really hard for their growth, for their development, for their mindset, to accomplish all that he did and enjoyed the wealth that came with all his hard work, you know, really came to these enlightenments towards the end of his life and how important and impactful to embrace what he says now when we're not at imminent death. I think that's the lesson that, you know, ultimately he learned that he came to this realization almost too late and let, let his story be a reflection to us to remind us about that. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty darn profound. I would say for sure. Yeah, absolutely. A lesson in our mindset and, you know, 
I can't even begin to fathom that type of mindset that he was in. And one thing as I was walking this morning, as I was thinking about mindset growth and fixed mindset, I think mine right now has never been stronger than ever. Mine's more of a growth mindset, whereas <laughs> I don't want to say before, but you know, in certain situations, I definitely have a fixed mindset. So what I was wrestling with is you really, you can't have both. I mean, there could be a situation where you are confident, you are postured in your position about something. To me, that's fixed. So does that fall within mindset? It may, but it's more toward what my beliefs are, how I feel about something versus where I'm going to something. So let's actually combine the two. So th th this is where, you know, the two of us will differ a little bit because I, I truly believe that people can have a fix. It can be postured and fixed in a, a certain mindset, a, for, a, for, uh, a certain cause, a certain way of thinking. But I think it takes a postured mindset to understand that you can have flexibility with that. Because if you don't have, to me, if you don't have flexibility in that, at least enough to like hear the other side out or hear maybe a different outcome or hear maybe a way of, a, a different position or a way of doing, I think that's when we become totally fixed. Like fixed, almost like stubborn. Like we're not willing to bend. We're not willing to be elastic bands, you know, to expand our mind and i actually think that though for those people they're I, you know i just i think overall i'm happier for that because i'm so willing i can be so postured and, and fixed in one position but i always know that that i that 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 band is with me and i always want to be open to expand it more or maybe expand it in a different direction that i didn't think was possible good point Definitely a good point. I think with, you know, what I'm specifically referring to, I'm sure people know. Um, but to me, that, you know, I'm always willing to speak with people, <laughs> excuse me, who definitely have opposing view viewpoints, but not at the expense of the children. And I'll just leave it that's where absolutely absolutely so, you know, so now i understand where you're going from because even sometimes when we get on the podcast we don't know we're, we're not i mean as much as we are in each other's heads we're not so now, you know now i know the direction that you you know what you mean by that and um so that that is true there are certain things that um you know that is etched in stone that's a line in the sand that you cannot cross whether it be an ideology a purpose um you know, reasoning, you, you just cannot go. Um, and I think, again, again, that shows the two sides of a coin because in that, you know, life, we always, we always talk about that, you know, uh, triumphing over something. There's two sides, two sides to a coin, two sides to a position. Uh, there's right and wrong. There's racist, there's uh, not racist, there's bigotry, uh, there's good, there's evil, there's dark, there's light there's nighttime, there's daytime. There's always gonna be those things in this world that we can't change. I and mean, I, we talked a little bit about that yesterday, um, but there are some things that you just can't, you can't waver on. Um, and that is, a, I, I get that, that's a very fixed, uh, 
feeling. It's a fixed, uh, fixed set position. And a lot of us have to do that. Um, and I think when you are uh, very confident in that belief, you don't get right. I, I, I mean, I know you don't get as ruffled. I don't get as ruffled when the, those that want to oppose it. Yeah, interesting that you went in that direction. I actually talked to uh, a teacher friend of mine yesterday. Uh, we were going back and forth on Instagram. And, you know, I was asking her some questions because I know in her district, uh, maybe not necessarily the school that she's in, but in in, in that particular whole district, um, they have been into, you know, there a lot of people when they hear CRT, critical race theory, they don't realize that there's kind of segments underneath it that has really been worked in the school systems really for over 10 years. It was well over inundated in colleges, but now we're seeing that in uh, grade schools. So, um, and I actually did a post about that yesterday um, because, I mean, I think we're up to now 21 states that have banned it. And a lot of people are calling CRT, oh, oh we're not practicing that in our school. We are doing cultural responsive teaching, or you might hear cultural responsive theory, or even cultural responsive learning. So when I was chatting with her about this particular subject, you know, and here's a teacher, you know, teaches English, you know, been teaching for probably close to 10 years anyways. Um, her response was, oh, no, we're not doing CRT. We're not doing critical race theory. We're doing critical responsive teaching. And I said, you understand that is a stepping stone to CRT. And I, I'm surprised that many teachers don't know it because cultural responsive teaching is back in the day when we were, because they, what they're doing is they're taking the same phrases or same terminology, but they're applying it differently. So back then, Yes, it was very good to show cultural and share and teach about cultural differences, different mindset that comes with cultural differences um, and applying like how many different leaderships and history that we had um, that came from all different ethnic backgrounds, yet the common goal was this. So back in the day, yes, teaching it that way was correct. But the way that those terms now are being used um, are, are disguised in, a, in, a, in another format. And that's what I was trying to enlighten her about. So I encourage everyone and anyone to, you know, when you have that mindset, and like you talked about fixed, you know, fixed mindset and or growth mindset, you know, when you talk about these hot topics, these hot subjects, there are certain times where your, your mindset is going to be fixed. Like, you, you, like there's no you know, especially when we're talking about children, like, you know, what is good for children and what is not. Now, could that be up for interpretation on some general theories? Absolutely. But there's just some lines you cannot cross. So true. So mm, the line has been crossed, boom, over, done. Yeah. That's the way I, the way I, I uh, kind of look at it. It's, so what did you think of, so what would you say one thing over July 4th weekend that you triumphed over? Because a lot of times, I mean, that was a big weekend for a lot of people, cookouts and, you know, we're going to get, you know, the healthy gut and, you know, trying to kind of not sabotage ourselves when we're working so hard to, you know, reach those goals. Well, I definitely triumphed over eating because... I like a good cookout 
I like all the different salads. Um, <laughs> I love potato salad. I had just a little spoonful and that was just enough. And I'm technically, uh, I, you know, I think yesterday I said I'm a two to a two uh, hot dog person, but a lot of times I might even have three. Bloat me up with all that salt. Did you, did you I, like them burnt and crispy like dad did? I always liked them. Yeah. Kind of, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I also love boiling them in beer. Yes, that's a nice flavor. You can do that with kielbasa and sausages too. Yeah, I have to be careful of, of all that other stuff, but I know it really. And and I, what I've learned too over the you know past decade or so is to really eat to nourish my body, not to eat because I want to eat. There's a difference. Oh, absolutely. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with that, and. You know, I triumphed over, I did not have one sweet, not one single sweet. Um, Saturday, you know, we, we we had the cookout, didn't have it, you know, it was a big cookout and actually at that cookout, I only had one hot dog, I had no side salads, nothing. I did have the jalapeno or the, the bell peppers with a little bit of jalapeno, which obviously as we talked about, caused havoc on my stomach, which I'm still actually feeling residuals of. So I was very careful. So. You know, was I careful because my tummy was bothering me? Probably. I'm going to be totally honest about that because I probably would have indulged a little bit more. I did not. This is probably the first holiday weekend uh, where, you know, picnic and barbecues is the theme. And I did not have any potato salad, um, but I did actually have some potatoes. What I had to do was because of how I was feeling. I sliced them up almost thin like a potato chip. Not quite that thin, but very thin. And I picked, uh, cut off some different herbs from my little herb garden, a little bit of olive oil uh, and a little bit of white pepper, and I baked them. So mm. they weren't fried, they were baked. A little bit of, you know, you know, herbs and stuff to give it some flavor, but like no mayonnaise, no onions, no bacon, no cheese, none of that stuff that um, I knew would play havoc on my stomach. So I have to, I have to say overall, it was probably a very... Uh, boring from a appetite perspective and I was forced because I wasn't feeling good so I'm sure if I was feeling better I would have indulged a little bit more so I'm not that I'm grateful that I still feel like this acid reflux going on in my belly and, and in my uh, chest but you know sometimes kind of forces you to not overeat and or you know make better choices so I was very very careful about my choices Right. And the other thing too about food is um, let thy food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And it's so true. Like, why would you continually do something that you specifically know bothers the heck out of you? And I've been finding, like I said, this past decade, there are many things that I love to eat that I have to be very, very mindful of it because I might love it, but it sure as heck doesn't love me. So That's the same thing's happening in John about the meat, because I know you're talking about meat in particular. Yeah, like, you know, we had um, one of the days we had um, a piece of steak <laughs> and it was probably, you know, it was a good size piece of steak. And, and Gary said, well, why are you just cooking one? And I'm like, well, I'm only going to have a little like it was enough for about like four or five bites. And that was more than enough. That's like my limit. I just, right. 
can't eat a lot of beef and maybe have it uh, once a week. So, you know, like for instance, <laughs> I got to take out some hamburger. So I know that I have to wait, you know, another week before I even think about eating beef again. So it's really, it's really important to pay attention to those little details. Um, right, there's so many people out there that have stomach issues, ulcers, um, autoimmune, Crohn's, um, you know, diabetes, whatever it may be. And you've got to respect where your body is at. You don't, because those items are, especially if you know it, is poisonous to you. And, and I think that's how you have to look at it. That is, I, it's poison. I, I, I could not, like, for me, I, I have issues with certain creamy, very, uh, uh, what's the word I want to use? Um, rich, you know, like a very, like a cheesecake or whatever. Uh, cheesecake was probably one of my favorite, favorite desserts. And I actually make a really good cheesecake. But for me now, a spoonful is about all I can handle. And I recognize now that as much as I loved it, it's my enemy to my body. My mind loves it, but my gut doesn't. So I'm not going to put my gut knowing the outcome. I'm just not, I'm not going to do that. I, because, you know, when you find that when you have those kinds of uh, stomach issues, or digestion issues, is it worth it? You know, is it worth it to go through that, all that pain of the aftermath? And for some people, it's days that it, it takes for your body to recover. So you're literally putting in something in your body that's poisonous to your body. So I think the mindset and triumphing over that mindset to say, look it, it looks Look, and, and, and also test the waters. Obviously, if you are a strong enough person, I can say, you know what? Let's try just a spoonful and see how that works. And if you have success with that, keep it at that. You know, try that for a little while. If that's working, maybe try a little bit more. If you start finding that you're having those same issues, back it off again. Um, but don't like just have the whole piece of cheesecake or don't have, you know, the, you know, big piece of filet mignon or you know ice cream or any of those things that totally you have to get the mindset and it's hard that's where the growth comes into your mindset to understand like i'm putting poison in my body it's, it's not poison but for my body it is right and the other thing too when you do have gut issues it's really important to remember you need to back off the dairy oh yeah dairy means cheeses yogurts <laughs> all that kind of stuff you ice need cream yep. yeah whipped cream i had a little um i made that fruit salad that daddy likes and gary says oh aren't you gonna put any ice cream on it and and although i could have put like a little spoonful of it on it i'm like no nah, i don't I, I really don't want it because i have to all that stuff i have to really stay away from that is hard because <laughs> i love i love ice cream in fact so much so you know there's a place over i believe it's hamden uh what's the name of it wentworth they make homemade oh, yes yeah and we are dying to go over there and i'm thinking of the things that i would want to get and i'm like no no you know i would probably get the little kitty cup now whereas you know when i lived in florida and i was too tantilly and driving by rodeo whip and stopping there twice in a day to get a waffle cone full of chocolate peanut butter ice cream two of those sometimes a day. 
So yeah, not doing that. Yeah, no, and, and like, again, I go back to, is it worth that pain? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in bed for two or three days. I mean, even, you know, I went easy yesterday. I just, I made chicken salad um, and I only had a little bit of that with rye bread because, if, you know, when you have digestion issues, eat, even if you don't, rye bread is the best bread uh, out there for uh, your health. It really is. So, you know, I knew that would be very gentle on my stomach. So I did that, kept it kind of bland. And then last night, um, we were going to go out to dinner, but then of course the rain came in. So we ordered pizza, you know, it was fine eating the slice of pizza, but not so fine later in the later in the night, because I'm still kind of baffling the stomach issues. So I said, okay, that's, you know, and mine was very bland. There was hardly any sauce on it, had spinach on it, no garlic. I mean, I kept it bland and still had some, uh, you know, that just that soury feeling in the belly that burns. And I thought, okay, this, this is not happening. So today I'm probably going to keep it to like toast and eggs, you know, something very bland. And, uh, you know, I might make chicken. I might, I was trying to try to do fish. John really wants fish. So maybe I'll do a little fish for him. Your favorite. And um, just kind of keep mine with toast and bland for a couple more days until I kind of get this in check. But takes a good mindset to triumph over that and I know so many of our audience and our viewers triumphed over this weekend whether it was going out and really enjoying themselves there's a lot of people that were living in fear use this weekend to finally uh you know break break out of their homes and and really have that great dialogue with family and friends and just being outdoors and, and loving life again so that's nice a lot of people went out and watched uh, awesome fireworks there's a lot of people boating uh, even even those that had inclement weather, you know, managed to squeak in a little barbecue here and there in between the raindrops. So whatever you triumphed over, you know, pat yourself on the back, you know, whether it was something small that you think is Ooh, that's trivial. It's not trivial to you if you did it. You know, always pat yourself on the back for those little minds, little stepping stone milestones, because those are all baby triumphs that lead into a bigger triumph that you may not even know that's right around the corner. So uh, with that, I'm going to go get some pickleball on, see how I do with my belly, but I've kept it kind of empty, so I should be okay. But whatever it is, think about what you're trying to over. Go after it. Write your goals down. Check them off. And guess what? If you don't get to them today, keep them on the list and just carry them over to the next day. You can still get to them. You just got to make that time have that great mindset. But that, this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Naughty Bus Live from a gloomy-looking Vero Beach right now with... Two sisters. Hey everyone, it's Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. Tomorrow, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, we will be on later in the afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. So we will see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Have a great Tuesday. Triumph away. Bye bye. Bye bye, everyone.